Letter fifty three of Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three by Samuel Richardson. Letter fifty three. Miss Clarissa Harlowe to Miss Howe with the preceding saturday morning april twenty second i have just now received the enclosed letter from my aunt harvey be pleased my dear to keep her secret of having written to the unhappy wretch her niece i may go to london i see or where i will no matter what becomes of me i was the willinger to suspend my journey thither till i heard from harlowe place i thought if i could be encouraged to hope for a reconciliation i would let this man see that he should not have me in his power but upon my own terms if at all but i find i must be his whether i will or not and perhaps through still greater mortifications than those great ones which i have already met with and must i be so absolutely thrown upon a man with whom i am not at all satisfied my letter is sent you see to harlow place my heart aches for the reception it may meet with there one comfort only arises to me from its being sent that my aunt will clear herself by the communication from the supposition of having corresponded with the poor creature whom they have all determined to reprobate it is no small part of my misfortune that i have weakened the confidence one dear friend has in another and made one look cool upon another my poor cousin dolly you see has reason to regret on this account as well as my aunt miss howe my dear miss howe is but too sensible of the effects of my fault having had more words with her mother on my account than ever she had on any other yet the man who has drawn me into all this evil i must be thrown upon much did i consider much did i apprehend before my fault supposing i were to be guilty of it but i saw it not in all its shocking lights and now to know that my father an hour before he received the tidings of my supposed flight owned that he loved me as his life that he would have been all condescension that he would oh my dear how tender how mortifyingly tender now in him my aunt need not have been afraid that it should be known that she has sent me such a letter as this a father to kneel to his child there would not indeed have been any bearing of that what i should have done in such a case i know not death would have been much more welcome to me than such a sight on such an occasion 
in behalf of a man so very very disgustful to me but i had deserved annihilation had i suffered my father to kneel in vain yet had but the sacrifice of inclination and personal preference been all less than kneeling should have been done my duty should have been the conqueror of my inclination but an aversion an aversion so very sincere the triumph of a cruel and ambitious brother ever so uncontrollable joined with the insults of an envious sister bringing wills to theirs which otherwise would have been favorable to me the marriage duties so absolutely indispensable so solemnly to be engaged for the marriage intimacies permit me to say to you my friend what the purest although with apprehension must think of so very intimate myself one who has never looked upon any duty much less a voluntary vowed one with indifference could it have been honest in me to have given my hand to an odious hand and to have consented to such a more than reluctant such an immiscible union if i may so call it for life too did not i think more and deeper than most young creatures think did i not weigh did i not reflect i might perhaps have been less obstinate delicacy may i presume to call it thinking weighing reflection are not blessings i have not found them such in the degree i have them i wish i had been able in some very nice cases to have known what indifference was yet not to have my ignorance imputable to me as a fault oh my dear the finer sensibilities if i may suppose mine to be such make not happy what a method had my friends intended to take with me this i dare say was a method chalked out by my brother he i suppose was to have presented me to all my assembled friends as the daughter capable of preferring her own will to the wills of them all it would have been a sore trial no doubt would to heaven however i had stood it let the issue have been what it would would to heaven i had stood it there may be murder my aunt says this looks as if she knew of singleton's rash plot such an upshot as she calls it of this unhappy affair heaven avert she flies a thought that i can less dwell upon a cruel thought but she has a poor opinion of the purity she compliments me with if she thinks that i am not by god's grace above temptation from this sex although i never saw a man whose person i could like before this man yet his faulty character allowed me but little merit from the indifference i pretended to on his account 
but now i see him in nearer lights i like him less than ever unpolite cruel insolent unwise a trifler with his own happiness the destroyer of mine his last treatment my fate too visibly in his power master of his own wishes shame to say it if he knew what to wish for indeed i never liked him so little as now upon my word i think i could hate him if i do not already hate him sooner than any man i ever thought tolerably of a good reason why because i have been more disappointed in my expectations of him although they never were so high as to have made him my choice in preference to the single life had that been permitted me still if the giving him up forever will make my path to reconciliation easy and if they will signify as much to me they shall see that i never will be his for i have the vanity to think my soul his soul's superior you will say i rave forbidden to write to my aunt and taught to despair of reconciliation you my dear must be troubled with my passionate resentments what a wretch was i to give him a meeting since by that i put it out of my power to meet my assembled friends all would now if i had met them been over and who can tell when my present distresses will rid of both men i had been now perhaps at my aunt harvey's or my uncle antony's wishing for my cousin morden's arrival who might have accommodated all i intended indeed to have stood it and if i had how know i by whose name i might now have been called for how should i have resisted a condescending a kneeling father had he been able to have kept his temper with me yet my aunt says he would have relented if i had not perhaps he would have been moved by my humility before he could have shown such undue condescension such temper as he would have received me with might have been improved upon in my favour and that he had designed ultimately to relent how it clears my friends at least to themselves and condemns me oh why were my aunt's hints i remember them now so very dark yet i intended to have returned after the interview and then perhaps she would have explained herself oh this artful this designing loveless yet i must repeat that most ought i to blame myself for meeting him but far far be banished from me fruitless recrimination far banished because fruitless let me wrap myself about in the mantle of my own integrity and take comfort in my unfaulty intention 
since it is now too late to look back let me collect all my fortitude and endeavor to stand those shafts of angry providence which it will not permit me to shun that whatever the trials may be which i am destined to undergo i may not behave unworthily in them and may come out amended by them join with me in this prayer my beloved friend for your own honour's sake as well as for love's sake join with me in it lest a deviation on my side should with the censorious cast a shade upon a friendship which has no levity in it and the basis of which is improvement as well in the greater as lesser duties clarissa harlowe End of letter fifty three